Hey, hey, you guys. Thank y'all so much for being back on Black Canvas. I have an amazing guest here on Season 10. His name is J.D. Neto, and he is an amazing author. He's doing great things in his field, and I want you guys to learn more about him today. His first fantasy series, The Whispers of the Fallen, became an underground phenomenon when he first published. He's also the founder of Save by the Page, a movement that invites readers to share stories on how books save their lives. A few of these heroic tales were compiled into an anthology published in 2018. He's also known for Hinderbell, The Shadow of St. Nicholas, which is a speculative fiction novel that follows the cursed bloodline of Father Christmas. He is also an author of The Broken Miracle Duology, which is a fictional biography inspired by the life of acclaimed pianist Paul Cardell and his journey living with half a heart. The novels also spawn an album featuring Paul himself alongside one of my favorite artists, David Archuleta, Thompson Square, Tyler Glenn, among others. His latest book to be released it's going to be God and Mortals. And I'm just so excited to have Mr. JD here on Black Canvas. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. I love that that intro. It's like uh, when they are introducing Daenerys Targaryen in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm hey. burned. <laughs> <laughs> but thank I'm you. Just... Thank you so much. Oh, absolutely. I'm just so excited to have you here. When I saw David Archuleta, I actually had an opportunity to see him in concert Ooh. when I'm trying to think how young I was. I was in college, actually, and they came to Bossier City, Louisiana. It was when he was on season eight of, of course, American Idol. And wow. one of my favorite artists on the show uh, was Saisha, who I loved her. And so when the top three was David Cook, David Archuleta, and Saisha, mm-hmm. I was like, come on, say you should make it. And I love all three. But when David made it all the way to where he was, I was so proud of him. I still think he deserved to win, but it is so great to see him I doing mean, amazing I, things. I may be biased, but I agree. Uh, I, I think <laughs> the song that he sang in the Broken Miracle album was absolutely phenomenal. Um, I was on set that day for the music video. So uh, meeting David was also an incredible experience. He's a sweetheart. He's an incredible guy. Um, and he is, uh, his journey is very inspirational as a, as a queer man. And it's one that I also relate to a lot. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so proud of him. I'm very proud of him as well. So when you talk to David again, tell him I am a huge fan and I'm just so proud of him. <laughs> He's doing great. Sure. Sure thing. Sure thing. Awesome. So JD, I have some fun questions I created for you and I want you to yeah. give me your honest answer for each one. If you're ready for me. Sure, sure. All right. So the first question I have is, um, what do the words writer's block mean to you? And what is the most difficult part of the writing process? Writer's block. To me, it means that I need to structure the story better or that I need a break. Um, I usually resort to those two things. Um, Gods and Mortals, the book that's coming out on uh, August 26th, was definitely one that I experienced writer's block uh, on the third act because it's such a complex story and 
to me, it meant that I need to, I needed to not only uh, structure that particular part of the story better, but also that I needed a break. I was writing until the late hours of the night. I'm, when I'm on deadline, I'm, I, I don't stop. It's just something that I do. So, um, and the most difficult part of my writing process, um, I'm very intense and I, I write in sprints. So I don't sit down and write for four hours. That's never been me. I write uh, in the morning. I, I write for an hour at night. I'll write for 30 minutes. Saturday, I usually write for two hours. I, I always have some writing time on Saturday. So the difficult part of my writing process is for me to be kind to myself and understand that my process is different from many other authors out there, especially because I wear many hats. Um, so it's it's just something that I have to to be kind with myself with when it comes to to that. Yeah, I love that, and I feel like that's a major part when we think of like I know you mentioned about just kind of getting to that place and expressing yourself. I feel like it's important to be intentional as well in your writing, and then also having and creating a space that gives you that comfort. And so, mm-hmm. I love like different elements like of writing can you tell me what is like one of the most important elements of having like good writing when you're creating either a plot or having specific characters in an actual story respect so first respect the story that you're writing uh find the voice that works for that particular project uh, and stick with it to me that that can be a bit of a challenge sometimes just because as an artist, we tend to always gravitate towards something new. So at least for me, by, by I read my books at least seven times before they're published. So at the, you know, by the fifth time, I'm like, oh, my God, can I just, oh, my God, I'm so done with this. I don't want to look at this anymore. Um, but there is something really special about the art of chiseling a story. So it's also being patient with yourself and with the characters you're creating and also being mindful of the voice of that story and how well it's working. I love that. And I do agree, like the plot and we talk about characters and the voice, as you mentioned, that plays a huge role. For me, I've been writing for many years myself and I go back into like poetry writing versus actually doing like characterizations with specific characters and doing a trilogy of books and mm. I'll never forget after the second one I was like I'm done with this and then the third everyone's like please just do another I'm like okay I'll do one more and then you just get to the point where the characters have lived their story and you feel like I've done all that I could do with with the actual book itself mm-hmm. but I do agree like you get to that place and you're like oh wow yeah this is something yeah. you go back and read it and you're like wait did I write this or oh god I wrote this. exactly <laughs> you're like oh so so gods and mortals um that when Michael Crouch actually no for Immortal Crowns when when I listened to the audiobook for the Broken Miracle as well there were moments that I was like wow I, I wrote this I have no memory of this ever ever coming out of me but okay I, I love this yeah that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> I love that and it I think it goes back to just kind of learning more about your characters and the reason why you got into writing itself mm-hmm. do you mind letting us know about like if you can give us a tidbit, is there a specific character in a new book, Gods and Mortals, that you feel that you relate to the most and why? Ah, Belwind. 
Mm. I know it's 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 it can be such a such a corny answer because he is the the MC, the main character. Uh, but right. the the fact that we have uh, a village boy that is very gifted, that is also of a very controversial bloodline, who's also gay and carries such a powerful purpose and is willing to dethrone the the system that claims that Lucifer and the creator are the ultimate source of power is quite inspiring to me because when I was younger, um, I was very judged because I was a very inquisitive kid. Um, and that 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 is a healthy thing to be, but you know, some people don't really like when you question things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so when I was writing The Echoes of Fallen Stars, the first book, I I, I, I poured myself into Bellwood. Uh, I wanted that character. I needed that character. I needed that uh, queer character that would be a hero. He would be a hero and not, and, and queer, and his, you know, his, his queerness is a facet of who he is. And he's still a hero. I just felt like when I was growing up, I would watch fantasy movies, read fantasy books. You know, gay men were never really the hero. <laughs> they were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I wanted that. And, and, and I feel like in this book, uh, more than representation, we have victory. It's, it's, a, it's a tale of victory. For, for those characters. So I relate to, to Bellum's journey the most. I enjoy you saying it. And I think there should be more inclusion in not only just artistry, but for people to be able to talk more openly about challenges. Yeah. Like even me being an African-American male, mm-hmm. how hard it is to even fit into certain cultures, certain areas, mm-hmm. for people to be able to respect you. And so I think you're making a great point of that it's going to help to inspire so many people who are younger, who don't fully understand that experience, but yeah. you'll be able to give them hopefully hope and, and be able to help them to learn more about themselves and their challenges. Now, speaking of that, do you mind telling us if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say JD to your younger self? If you could. Write the damn book that you want to write. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because with the whispers of the fallen, uh, I, I, I love those books. Uh, I, I divorced those books, but I'm grateful. I am uh, very grateful for the platform that they've given me. It's, it's the reason why we're talking today, whether I like it or not. That was the passion project that put me on the map 10 years ago. Um, but The Whispers of the Fallen was a very tamed version of the fallen angel story that I wanted to write. And that's why I, I decided to write Immortal Crowns. I needed to redeem that part of myself. So um, after years of therapy, I decided to finally write the version of the novel that I wanted to write, which included Lucifer and the Creator and a secret romance and this lost uh, village boy who happens to be his lost son, falls in love with the best friend. So I, 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 I needed to redeem that 16-year-old inside of me that wanted to tell that story. I love that. And I feel like that helps so many people to understand themselves through your experience. Yeah. And I, I, I love that. And when we talk about like balancing like work and personal life, 
do you have you figured out a balance for yourself? And if so, can you kind of give us a tip so we can figure out a balance our lives? <laughs> sure. Um, start your day early. Uh, there's something so powerful about the uh, the stillness of the early hours in the morning. Um, at least for me, there's some some something magical about that. Um, be very aware of who you surround yourself with because they're going to inspire your work. I, I don't hear people talking about that a lot, but as writers, we absorb a lot of what's around us and who you hang out with inspires your stories and inspires your journey and your aspirations. So the moment you find balance in your social life, you also find balance in your work life because then your relationships are not toxic, but they're constructive. Um, so things fall into place organically. Uh, and that's what I found in the last few years. Um, and do little things for you. There's something that I do. Like the, I have this sketchbook where I draw things that are just for me. I never post them. I never share them. I just... Writing for me, I write songs on the piano that are just for me. So, yeah. I love that. Uh, I think that's important. You have to have things that you are inspired by, but also just reminding yourself of when you're in your lowest moments to say, hey, I was able to create this. and I was able to share this with myself. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow, when I'm mm -hmm. going through that experience and then I can go mm -hmm. back and read it or reread it or. And when will you feel comfortable if you ever do to share with another person and you know, hey, I've done the soul yeah. searching. I've done that work. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that, JD. So I have only two more questions for you. And I'm just excited. First of all, congratulations on the new book coming out, of course, on the 26th. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Gods and Mortals. That's going to be a be an, an epic tale <laughs> yes and i'm gonna definitely support it and so i will get in touch with you as far as getting a signed copy and supporting you because i want to make sure to see these stories being told and shared from your purview and that way we can learn more about your experience yeah. um but the last two questions i have for you do you mind telling our listeners where can they find you online and tell us, is there anything else that's coming up next for you? Like any tours, sharing it, any any kind of new that people can kind of continue to support you and find you if you're doing like a book tour or anything like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so people can find me on TikTok and Instagram. That's where they can see more of me. My TikTok is just an unhinged version of me for readers. It's just, it, it, it does not match my <laughs> personality at all. Uh, also jdnetto.com um, and uh, YouTube, uh, yeah, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, uh, audiobooks, wherever you consume your media. Um, and coming up next, so there, um, I am actually, I created an event for creative entrepreneurs in New York called The Roundtable. And it's a free event to equip creators with tools to expand their artistry and, and business. And that's a free event that's happening at the Wix headquarters here in New York City. So I'm excited for that because we also have writers attending. We have musicians. We have movie directors. And it's just going to be an incredible time. So, um, and 
Yeah, I mean, tour right now, I don't have any 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 signing schedule yet. I may be going to New York Comic Con, but that's TBD. Uh, yeah, right now, my social media platforms is where you can see me the most. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very proud of you. I just wanted to say that again. I Thank think you. that you're welcome. I feel like we need to see more people sharing their experiences, following their dreams, helping to our younger audience learn more about themselves and then also mm-hmm. just being inclusive and loving and caring and honest. And I feel like the honest approach to your writing is going to help to connect with so yeah. many individuals down the line where they're going to say, hey, you know what? I read a JD book and I feel like I know him or I feel like I know a piece of him and I can actually use to continue to motivate myself to move forward. So I'm just so excited for you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, I'm excited to have readers finally discover the second installment of this tale. I hope they love reading it as much as I loved writing it. And I hope they hate it as much as I hated it when I was writing it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I would love to have you back in the future. I'm actually having a a different podcast that I co-host with one of my guests from Black Canvas, Dorian Lake. And it's called Embracing Your Love Marks, where we talk more in depth about mm-hmm. challenges people have faced and being able to have fun laughing and just having a good time. So if ever in the future we can figure it out, I would love to have you back on. Of course. Of course. All right. Well, thank you so much, JD, for being here. And let's remember, you guys, to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. Well, I appreciate you so much, JD, and I will talk with you soon, my friend. Thank you so much. Take care. Okay, bye. Bye bye. I'm not afraid.